Welcome to the Can't Stay Quiet podcast. Why are you so quiet? <laughs> Isn't the Can't Stay Quiet I just welcome, had to whisper welcome it. Welcome to the Can't Stay Quiet podcast. <laughs> welcome to season two of the Can't Stay Quiet podcast. Ooh, that sounds even better. I know. Seriously, though, welcome back. It's been a hot minute. It's been a long minute. I think a hot minute means a quick minute. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's been really long. No one's ever said that to me. If you don't know who's here with me. Is that me, an Instagram thing? <laughs> I don't know. Lots of people say this. I think it's an Instagram thing. I don't know. Um, this is my husband, Aaron Boswell. And for, for months and months and months, I've had several people. I'm not going to be the influencer type that says so many people are asking me for this. Would you describe yourself as an influencer? No, I would not. <laughs> I'm like the sporadic, I'll recommend stuff person, which is influencer-like. But no, I'm not in that caliber of Instagram content creator stuff you are very creative thank you you're welcome that's very nice of you very well but in all but truly truly people have asked me because i have shared this story about how i met milo ventimiglia if you know who that is that was a great story it was a really great that's maybe for an episode another day i by (laughs) the way was watching our children so that you can meet milo yeah you did that's the behind the scenes story on a date night if you don't know who that is he's the actor from Heroes. He was Luke on Gilmore Girls. This is us. This is us. Oh yeah, that's my favorite of all his roles he's ever played. He's also the son in uh, Creed. He's actually Rocky Balboa's son. No. Yes, he is. I've never seen that. Ah, That's because you don't want to watch a boxing (laughs) movie. (laughs) But yeah, I met him just randomly on the street while he was filming in Vancouver. Anyways. So many people started to tease me that they have heard that story more times than they have heard how Aaron and I met and married and fell in love. And so I promised an episode, I promised an episode to tell you the whole story. So just pretend you're in our living room, we're having like a double date, or I don't know, maybe you're single. We're just hanging out with you in our living room. And we thought we would tell you this, and the reason we're going to tell you this today... No, no, they they would have had to have asked us. Oh, sure. Like, hey, how did you guys meet? (laughs) I wouldn't just say, welcome to our house, let's tell you how we met today. (laughs) Actually, after we just got married, I probably was like that. I'd be like, hey, do you want to hear our story? Everybody is like that. Yeah. When you get engaged, you get married. That's a thing. That is. That's a real thing. Yeah, you want the engagement story... Yeah, people, they just want to tell you the story. You see the ring, they're like, listen, I'm going to tell you my whole engagement story. And if it's me, I want to hear it. I'm like, yes. I'm all in for it. But when we first got married, I probably just told people that did not want to hear our very long story, our story. But anyways, imagine you're in our living room. Wait, why are we doing this today, though? We are doing this today because it's our 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary. We've been married 10 years. 10 whole years. I feel like we just blinked. I know. And we have children. Yeah. And chickens. Chickens. I didn't see the chickens coming. The dog made Nobody saw the chickens not, coming. <laughs> we did not. Uh, in some ways, I feel like it's been a long time because so much has happened. That's We've lived true. in three different cities across Canada. We have three children. Yeah. As you said. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's gone so quickly. That's very true. Yeah. Which I know is so cliche to say, but it, it really is true. Your first 10 years, they go by so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> your old man voice. Yeah, <laughs> he's British. I don't know. When, I, when I'm old man, I'm going to be British. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, so, yeah, this is going to be just raw, unedited, uncut version of our story. That's the way I like it. Yeah, it's the best way to, it's the best way to do it. 
So, so how do we meet? Where should we start? That's where we should start. Also, That's where the story like starts. Also, there's always my version and his version. There we will interject. There are certain parts that I pause and I'm like, okay, you can take this part there over. There are certain things that she's wrong about. I was just going to say there are certain parts I won't let you take over because <laughs> you're wrong about. <laughs> this is my podcast, That's so I will, I will stop and start you. Great. That's great. <laughs> All right, so where did we meet? We're going to go back to Starbucks. Okay, That's where we go met. Way back. Yeah, the short version is... Should we go back to the Tuesday? The t- yes, you have to include the Tuesday, not just <clears> the Thursday. The Tuesday. So there's the Tuesday. There's the first love at first sight across the room. The first look. Tuesday. The first look. Chapter one. Chapter one, the first look. It's <laughs> like an audio story. Chapter one. So... Erin walked into the Starbucks that day <laughs> and saw her sitting... That's my... If I was going to read a book, that'd be so you're not British. Chapter you one. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, yeah. so All right, the Starbucks. So, yeah. Where is so, the Starbucks? Okay, so if you, like, for local people, you mean where is the Starbucks? Like, they're going to know where it is? Or, well, we'll just say it's inside of a bookstore. There's a bookstore. So it's There's a one... Starbucks inside of a bookstore. Yeah, and then it's attached to a mall. So we just narrowed yeah. that down a little bit. There you go. Yeah, um, and sadly, it no longer exists, which is... Depressing. The mall exists, the, the store end. exists. Starbucks, Starbucks at that store no longer exists. COVID killed it. We are still here days. though. We have outlasted. We have outlasted two Starbucks. Yeah. Our dating spot and that's right. Our meeting spot. Anyway, so two days before we actually met, I so I had worked at this Starbucks for four years, so I was still friends with all the staff. And, and everyone there but my new job was in the mall so it was like a minute walk so all my breaks I would just walk over talk to my old friends get a coffee and that's just that's just what I did and so that Tuesday I walked in there and there was this um older lady that I had met at Starbucks and she became my adopted Polish grandmother <laughs> so that's a whole other story on its own um, but she moved to Canada with her husband. They never had any kids. We met at Starbucks, and we just hit it off. And, yeah, we would always joke that she was she was my grandmother. Um, and so we were having coffee, and I looked over. And now, before I looked over, I was sitting there complaining to her <laughs> because when Erin and I met, I was dating somebody else, and no one in my life... Plot twist. Plot twist. Twists. Lots of, yeah... Hallmark movie moments in this. So I was dating somebody else and no one in my life wanted me to date this person. They were all like, this is not the right person for you. There's just lots of different things that you guys do not click with uh, one another. You should get out of this relationship. And this was kind of the first time, like I didn't have a crazy like teenage years where I was really rebellious, but early 20s, it's like my late, my teenage years just hit. And I did not care what anybody else thought, what anybody else said. I was just going to do my own thing. And so, yeah, I wasn't really listening to anyone. So anyways, I was complaining to my adopted Polish grandmother about all of this and the relationship kind of drama. And we were sitting chatting. And I look over and I see this guy sitting there drinking a French press coffee. And you got you to gotta hear me out. Back then... Only the cool people ordered French press coffees. People didn't even know you could no. order they were French not, press coffees They were at not Starbucks. on the menu. You it had was to like, know. Yeah. You had to be in the know. Yeah. If, so, if a guy walked up and was like, I'll get a French press of this roast, you're like, oh, you know what you're talking about. And if you're good looking, like, whoa, you've just impressed me. <laughs> <laughs> so I look over and I see this guy with a French press and like a book. I mean, it was a pretty large book that I was like, is that the Bible? But I wasn't quite sure. It was just a book. Um... And I thought he was really cute. 
and I was not the type of girl to go, oh my goodness, look at that guy, he's so hot, or whatever. That just was not, that was not me. So when I said to her, oh, I wish I could date somebody that looked like that, she like <laughs> burst out laughing and was like, Samantha. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just, I'm just saying. And so yeah, that was like our first look and moment. That was your first moment. So the reason, oh, sorry, yeah, that was the reason that, I, so I moved to Canada about 12 years ago and, uh, I lived in this little house in an area of the city called St. Boniface. And the house was built like 100 years ago. And it had no AC. And so during the summer, it gets really hot in Winnipeg. And so I started getting the rhythm whenever it would be really hot, I would go to this Starbucks and read because they had air conditioning. Mm -hmm. And at Starbucks is great because you can get free unlimited refills if you have uh, a Starbucks card. And so I basically would just office out of this Starbucks because my house was brutally hot. And so I was there that day. Uh, it was my day off, the Tuesday. And I was just reading and writing and drinking French press. <laughs> and I looked over and I saw this girl having coffee with someone that I very apparently could tell was not her actual grandmother. They looked very different and uh, I was like that girl's hanging out with some like really old lady <laughs> and like not because she has to that's that's interesting so I saw her she saw me it is that when we met no no it's not, not. When we met. that's not I am not the guy I am not the kind of guy that if I see a good-looking girl talking to an older lady and I'm like oh that's cool that seems like a girl of character. That I'm just gonna like walk up and be like, "Hey, yo, shouty, can I get your <laughs> phone number? Can I have it? Can I have it? <laughs> you <laughs> like Mike and Ike's? <laughs> you two that's reference that maybe half the people look at, but that's funny. The cool kids. Yeah. So, so actually, not, though, cause so that was like that. the first look, <clears> but there was a second look. So later that afternoon, I went back on my second break. You were still there, and I saw you. you this is new information. Really? I did not know this. You didn't know this? You came back for a second look? Yeah, yeah I did. Well, my, that day, I, the Tuesday. Yeah, that day. And huh. I saw you return your dishes uh, to the counter. That's a and good again, move. And again, working at Starbucks, that's a good move. nobody did that. They, they left all of their crumbs and their plates all People over the place. People are dirty. Yeah. So then, my friend Joey was working that day. You brought your dishes to him. So I said, I pulled him off to the side. I was like, hey, who's that guy? And he was like, I don't know. He keeps coming in here. Shout out to Joseph Koenskin. Yes. One of the best painters, painters, local painters you've ever seen of, with wildlife. Of wildlife. Like Fantastic. Robert Bateman. <laughs> Look him up. Buy some of his artwork. This is not sponsored. Support local art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he said, yeah, he's been coming in. And then, yeah, later we used to have a code word. He would ask me, or I'd ask him how the World Series was, because you guys had talked about baseball. So that became like our code, like, has Aaron been in? Has anything happened? Um, okay, so that was the Tuesday. Yeah. So Thursday comes. Two days later. Two days later. And it was a really rough day for me. I had two major things happen. So at the time, my dad was in the hospital for chemo. So I had gone to see him that morning. He had found out he had to go for more treatment. It was, it was a really rough morning. I also went and had breakfast with one of my good friends Raquel shout out to Raquel and it was also a rough breakfast because I told her that I was dating this guy this other guy and so 
I had told her before that I started dating that I had all these, you know, red flags and concerns and things. And red so flags. she said to me, hey, I love ya. I'm going to be supportive no matter what. But like, I thought you had all of these concerns and I thought there was all these things that you were unsure about. Why are you rushing into this now? And I had, you know, I made all the excuses, all the things. I'm like, no, I'm like convincing myself it's the right thing. But I didn't say that. I just thought it. Um, anyway, so she said, okay, I love you. I'm with you. Um, but I, I, she's like, I had this letter. So keep in mind, this is October. She said, I had this card for you for Valentine's Day. And I lost it. It got stuck at the back of my drawer. And I just found it last night. So I thought I'd give it to you. I know it's like October now. So she passes me this letter. And I just shoved it in my purse. I didn't really want to think twice about it because, yeah, it was kind of an awkward conversation at breakfast. I go to the hospital, and then I had to go straight from the hospital to work, an eight-hour shift. And so I was just, like, emotionally spent. Um, so then I went on my break, and... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. When you were reading this letter, yeah, where sorry, were sorry, you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. The hospital... This is very important. This is very important. Sorry. The hospital came after the coffee breakfast with my friend if you're in winnipeg <laughs> this is at uh saint boniface hospital yeah so there's a long residential street called dollard leading right up to the hospital and that's the road i lived on so he lived literally right in front of the hospital right that of. my dad was at so i had to walk dollard and kenny i had to walk right in front of his house to the hospital again zero clue that's where he lives because i've only seen him at this point so i pull out this letter from my purse and you're going to have to bear with the cheesiness of some of these moments in our story. This is about to get real cheesy. It's really cheesy, but it really happened, so I can't leave it out. So she had, I think, photocopied and printed out this letter from this, like, Christian teen girl magazine. All right? You can see where I'm heading. Are those still a thing? I don't know. There used to be, like, Brio. I don't know the other ones. But that is was that the main Canadian? One. No, I think it was American. I don't know. I've never read it. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> Though I've not been reading teenage Christian right. girl magazines for a long time now. And never. I've <laughs> never. I don't even think I've ever seen one. So, but this, I bet Zoe Girl was on the cover oh, at least once. Oh, a thousand percent. I like laminated the cover of it just to keep it. Anyways, I digest. I digest. You I, digest. I, don't, I digress. I am digesting I food right now. So I was walking down in front of his house reading this letter, and this letter was. This it was like it was this guy who had anonymously written this love letter to his future wife, and he was saying all these amazing things, things he was praying for her about. I bet this guy wrote this in this magazine just so that some girl would see it and be like, "Dang, who wrote I need to letter? get with that guy." I don't know. Also, I've always wondered if maybe like a a woman from the magazine actually wrote it. Oh, that would there be. Could have been that. Too. You took it kind I know, of I know. creepy direction. No, I just thought, like, is this what you hope your future husband would say? I don't know. Anyway, oh, maybe, oh, maybe. Maybe a dude maybe, actually wrote maybe, it. I'd maybe, love maybe, to know. Maybe. So anyway, so I'm reading this letter, and it was just very apparent to me that the guy that I was dating at this time, these are not the kind of things that I would have ever heard him say. And, and you have this realization as you're walking on which street? On Dollard Street, right? On Dollard Street, house. right in front of my house. But I was so You bitter. don't even know. The man of your dreams is on the inside of the house. Yo, no, yeah, no clue, no clue. So again, Hallmark movie. The so, Lord's providence. I know. So I was pretty bitter and frustrated with the Lord because I felt like 
you know, I had been waiting for this perfect, godly man to come along. You just waiting. Yeah. Waiting. I was, just, I was just waiting. Waiting on this God. <laughs> Something you need to know well, you about weren't. Aaron. You were dating somebody else. There's always a song for everything. You weren't waiting. I, I know. I wasn't else. waiting. I was dating someone else. The wrong I knew guy. didn't fit what I was re- dreaming of. So I was reading this letter, and I was like, you know what, Lord? Like, this kind of guy does not even exist. He is not a I am tired of waiting for this. And I, like, shoved the letter in my purse kind of angrily. <laughs> <laughs> went to the hospital, saw my dad, got that bad news, and then went to work. So I had this long shift, and my shift was over, and I was just about to walk to... So to get to my car from where I was working, I still had to walk through the bookstore, you know, glance over at the coffee shop to get to my car. Did you so, have to glance No, at the I, I guess shop. I didn't have to glance. I said that. I did not have to actually glance, but I did glance. So, okay. so Jesus this had a... to go through Samaria. <laughs> totally different day different time of the day and i look over in the coffee shop and i see the same guy again it's thursday and i'm working on a sermon for a saturday (laughs) night church (laughs) but he's sitting with a girl and i was like of course he has a girlfriend like you know but my but i did it but my morbid curiosity was and some girls will relate to this you're just like I gotta go see what she looks like. What does Shouty look like? I don't know what that says about me, but I just like had to know a girl that he dates, what does she look like? Like, what are you interested in, I guess? So as I get closer, because remember, I was just gonna walk straight to my car and not go over there, but as I get closer to the cafe, I realize it's my friend who works at Starbucks who's engaged, so she is not his girlfriend. Like, not even available at all. And so she's sitting with him. The other girl working the shift at Starbucks is sitting down with her boyfriend and no one else is in the cafe. And in my four years of working there, like, this never happened. No one just, like, sat down in their apron to talk to customers and hung out in the cafe and didn't work. Like, this never happened. We also were near a movie theater, so it was always, like, a pretty busy store. Anyways, so I realized it's the same guy. I'm walking over and this girl Kaya, who was working there, says, "Hey, Samantha, have you met Aaron? He just moved here to plant a church." And I was like, "Ah, oh, so he was reading a Bible the other day. He is a Christian. Fascinating, fascinating." And so and I said, "Oh, that girl from the other day with the with the with the Polish older grandma. lady. <laughs> oh, what's up, girl?" Except you didn't say anything like that. No, I I I am not cool. I don't think I would have thought it was cool if you said, what's up, girl? (laughs) I would have been like, oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) Good for you. So I get closer, and so I didn't realize this, but she totally was, like, setting us up, even though she knew I was dating someone else, but I think she just knew. She's a smart cookie. This was a good setup. So she was like, oh, I I need to run to the bathroom, and then I need to close up the store. So she just left us there. Disappeared. For, like, 40 minutes. We sat chatting and I just I don't know what you really remember about the conversation but I do remember that we talked about God we talked about Church. work and like relationships not like dating relationships but just like I don't know like work relationships um, sharing gospel. I feel like we talked about a few things church I kind of told you my church situation but at that point I was looking for somewhere to go um Anyways, we just talked for like And I was a church planner who's like, if you ever want to come to church. <laughs> so for like 40 minutes, we talk until the store closes, basically. Yeah. And 
as I'm going to leave. You're going to leave. This is the moment where he was very smooth. I am not um, smooth. This is my only smooth moment. Ever. I think you actually are smoother I than you give yourself credit for. I do not think that this is true. But anyways, I say to the girl, Kaya, we say to each other, like, no, who who said it? You guys weren't connected to one another, like with phone numbers yes, or Facebook, Facebook. or anything I don't even like know why that got brought up, but we were not know. friends on Facebook. Somehow I was her friend on Facebook. Yes. You guys had already become Facebook friends somehow. I don't know how that happened. Um, and so anyways, he went, well, here, why don't you add me on Facebook, like to me, and then yeah. you can add her. Well, because you were thinking about coming to church anyway, so mm. we needed to be connected. Right, right. That was serious. It helped that you yeah. were also stunningly beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? Yeah. But Thanks. also... Yeah, the church connection. So anyways, right. okay, flashing, skipping ahead. Um, so we became Facebook We became friends. Facebook friends that night. So I get in the car, and I had been texting with my previous boyfriend, and he all of a sudden was like, are you okay? Like, you're walking to your car late at night, and I didn't, like, message back for, like, 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, sorry, I met this pastor, and we were talking. Now, when you think pastor, I don't know about you, but you usually think, like, old married lots of kids you probably think a guy so, who's 36 who has three kids and has been married 10 years yeah so like you, like like you me right, right now. now yeah that's, that's yeah, probably what yeah, you think about yeah so anyways i just remember driving home being on that call but also like in a total daze of like what just happened who did i just meet what is going on so i get home and at this point in uh my life my mom and i did not <laughs> have a great relationship because of the relation like the other dating relationship I was in because she was very much against it um and so I said to her like we were yeah we were just weren't really talking a lot at that point and so when I got home she said how was your day I said good I met this pastor and she said oh yeah um did he move here with his wife and it was like she knew it was so weird to say I don't know how she knew and your I just said like she does a very good discernment yeah mm, she with, move here with, with his people wife. she's like spot on with people and so then I said uh nope nope he's single she said oh what did he look like and <laughs> that's a funny it's such a question. funny question even to ask what and does he look like apparently she says that I said like a model and now, I am now, amazed you didn't say a model for what <laughs> like a model for I don't think like like the a... person the pre-model you know like, like the person before they lose like 50 pounds oh, you know what I mean right you didn't say like a lazy boy couch model <laughs> you know what I mean you yeah, could be a model my mom for was, a hand model my mom was in modeling so I feel like she, her context for that word was a positive <laughs> connotation anyways but I'm amazed that she didn't like like push much she, further than that she just she went oh it. okay and she just left it anyway so that is like our meet cute story that's how we met starbucks then you started coming you came to church the next saturday and brought three friends now I at did. that time there were six people in our church so now there were nine yeah I like, that was like bring a friend like bring your friend to church sunday i, like, we went from I, like, six I people grew to the church by 30 percent that was a that was a that was a saturday yeah so yeah, at this point, like I coming. said, I just kept coming um, every Saturday, and then every yeah, Wednesday and nothing like for small group. Like we just were becoming friends. There was like this whole new group of friends that I had, and and my boyfriend at the time was working outside the city. So I feel like I had these like two different lives going on, and this like new group of friends that was forming. 
Um, and we and get so, together every week and go to Le Garage yeah, Cafe every in Every Tuesday night, we, there would be an open mic night at Le Garage, and Aaron would sing and play guitar, and some other people. We'd meet people. And yeah. Invite anyone to come to this yeah. thing. And so, yeah, cool. so nothing had really happened. Nothing had happened with us at this point, other than just hanging out in groups of friends. And then, uh, one Tuesday night, I bring my boyfriend to garage. Now, we had probably known you for like a month at this point. Yeah. It had been no a mention of boyfriend. Never said All a of a word. sudden, me and my best friend Graham are sitting there, and this dude walks in with Samantha. And uh, he says, oh, I'm Samantha's boyfriend. And we both respond with, oh, yeah, hey, man. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. We've never about you until this moment and same with all the girls there as well so if you're single listening to this listen this should be a red flag if you are not telling people you're dating it just tells you how unsure you are and i was very 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 unsure constantly um yeah that was that was a lot mentally anyways so in aaron's words i got put in the friend Zone oh yeah, you were friend zone moment. at that moment because that moment, moment, like you have a boyfriend. Okay, okay, never mind. Not only that, then it becomes with okay. So now my job is to just get to know the boyfriend, right? And like invite him to Bible studies, and like connect with him, try to be his friend. Like, yeah, where's he at with Jesus? It was a big shift in that moment. It was a huge shift. So yeah, then okay, so. Odd fact about me, growing up, my mom and I would always celebrate American Thanksgiving. We are not American at all. Uh, Why do you have to say at all? That's I like just a, mean like... We're not American at all. No, I love Americans. I married one. But it's just the fact that we had it was just zero... Very no, it is because we had zero reason to ever celebrate it. Like, it did not make sense, but it my mom... It is true and better Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is a debate every year. <laughs> And it's not really a debate. Because you celebrate it for forever. Because I actually prefer American Thanksgiving. I always have. It's the, always listen, more fun Listen, the Cowboys play. There's turkey. The next day is Black Friday. The whole The Macy's Day Parade. That is what like sucked my mom in. Revolves around it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pre-Christmas. It's like that last beautiful thing before Christmas. It's great. So because my mom and I had always celebrated, we now had like Americans to celebrate with because... Like, Aaron was here, but there was also a couple other Americans living in Winnipeg. And so we just threw a big dinner. We're like, we're going to have real Americans to celebrate Thanksgiving. I think that's literally how we said it. Real Americans. <laughs> like, you're some, like, person that we never you're like have met. You're like, oh, right. there are Americans As if you live so far away. Anyway, so we had this big Thanksgiving dinner. And that was the first time my parents met Aaron. And let's just so say... we had known each other for a month and a half. Yeah. Let's just say that did not go well for me at the time because, again, I was in this other relationship. And my parents met Aaron and loved him within, like, a minute to the point where after the dinner was over, my dad looked at my stepdad, looked at my mom and was like, so what do you, and he started saying, what do you think? And she's like, no, don't even talk to me. I can't even talk about this because (laughs) I just, I just can't believe Samantha, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and there, honestly, that that night was like insufferable for me because there were so many similarities. You like your grandmother had the same secret recipe as my great grandmother, and the same measuring cups, and like all these things where you just kept. And your your favorite football team was oh, and, and wasn't your favorite football team is the same as my my stepdad's, and they were playing against my boyfriend's team, yeah, favorite that's right. team, yeah, that's right. <laughs> which is like just the couldn't. best ever. 
Yeah, you just can't make that up. I mean, the Cowboys lost, but they that's did. just... That's too bad, but that's... you won in the end, so that's all that matters. Do you mean I got the girl? Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, I see what yeah. you're doing there. That's all right, clever. so I um, you're, you're listening to this. This is already getting really long. This is getting real long. But there's more. But you're here for it. I'm glad but you're here, here for it, and I'm you can always, like, skip ahead a little bit if you want to, or you're just going to be here for the whole thing, and that means you are, like, legit, true, deep heart friends. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> We can skip ahead, though, because yeah, then yeah. what happens? So you're dating yeah, so this guy. dating this guy. I'm super confused. I I'm... start dating one of your friends. So, okay. Because person... I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I should date someone. I need to, I, I was like 25. I'm like, I feel like I, I hadn't dated anybody in like a year and a half. I, I was know, like, I feel I like know. I need to date somebody. And, and your friend right. was a wonderful girl. Yes. So here, here's the situation. Very kind. Very sweet. Yes, yes. I was like, oh, she seems nice. Here's the part that was hard for me. Let me hear you. So, okay. One of my super, super best friends. Is that a phrase? Um, yeah, a super friend. A super friend. A super, super friend. Um, but this is where things got really sticky, which is like, again, I, I like the, the hard part of the Hallmark movie where there's like a love triangle and a thing and all this like relationship conflict. Well, because you're in a relationship with this guy. Right. So it seems like I'm unavailable. I start showing interest in your friend. Right. However, my friend knew how I felt but about But no one else you. knew. No, but she knew it's everything. This, it's a so it was like... Or a quadrangle? Would that just be a square? I, I'm i learning this with Owen right now for... I don't know. It's a shape. It's know. a shape happening. There's anyway, a Anyway, so she happening. knew how I felt about you and how conflicted I was. And so that just made it really, really hard for me when she told me, hey, by the way, Aaron and I are kind of starting a date. And I was like, wait, what? Or like go on dates. It was like go for coffee kind of thing. I think we went on thing. like three dates Sure. So that was like, I was like blindsided by that and it was really hard. Um, flash forward to today, we're on good terms, so it's all good. It's all good. But this is a oh, happy gravy. ending all around. She's married with kids. I'm married with kids. It's all good. Great. But in the moment, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know how to process this because my friend, although she didn't do anything wrong because I was dating someone else and you being were. an idiot. Um, and so anyways, but that's just what happened. And so this was going on right before... I went away to England for three weeks. And this is like a turning point in the story for me. Turning point USA. So, <laughs> shout out to them. Um, so I went away to England really just to like escape my life, in all honesty, because, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't tell this part of the story. What? I was dating someone I worked with. Oh, yeah, you worked with them. I was dating my boss. And so you're like, that makes I need it to, even worse. I need to get out of this right now. It wasn't I'm like this, like, scandal. Whenever you, say, whenever you say you're dating your boss, it makes it sound like they're, like, super old. They were, like, my age. Just haven't. Anyways, I don't recommend it, is all I'm saying. I don't recommend dating anyone you work with. Anyways, so I need to just get away from my job, from my social life, just everything. And so my mom had a friend who was living in England, and she had another friend that was best friends with her. And they kind of conspired together to be like, hey, Samantha needs a break. She needs to get away. Why don't you just invite her to come stay with you? So I was like, this epic trip away to England at this, like, kind of cottage, not cottage, but, like, this, this, this home in, like, the countryside. No, it wasn't even a country. It was, like, near a quaint town. Like, it literally was what you would imagine in a quaint Hallmark movie. It was like uh, the, holiday. the holiday. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It was kind of like the holiday. This yeah. home had like a beautiful garden and I just, I had my own room. I loved it. Um, so anyways, I was like, get me out of here. And I remember my boyfriend at the time, 
um like was not happy I was going on this trip I could tell he was like wait what why are you going away oh and one part I kind of skipped over is that I had broken up with him three weeks before this so I was really but then trying got back together Ugh. Honestly, like, you have to make a clean break. If you, like, have to talk, again, because of, like, work and other things and you're forced to communicate, you're just going to fall back into the relationship. It's not a good idea. You need to, like, clean, cold turkey it. But I did not do that. And so... Got roped back in. Even though I was very convicted over it because the night after we broke up, I had this, like, very vivid dream. And in the dream, it was like I was with someone. They were taller than me. The person I was dating was not taller than me, so that that's why that's important. Um, and I I just remember feeling so peaceful in the dream, and it was like we were planning a wedding, and um, I couldn't see his face, but my mom's there, and, and my mother, my mother-in-law to be was there. Again, I couldn't like see faces, but I just remember feeling so much peace. And in the dream, I was like, oh, this is so great. I can't believe this is what this feels like because in my day-to-day life, I was very stressed out by trying to decide if I was going to stay in this relationship or not. Um, and again, in the dream, it was kind of like God said, aren't you glad you waited? And it didn't even take that long. And I remember waking up from the dream being like, whoa, that was very vivid. Um, (laughs) this is not a theological episode, but when it comes to dreams, I always want to go back to God's word and be like, what does God's word say? Like my experience or my dream, I'm not going to take it as like what God promises me. But I did just open my Bible and went straight to scripture. I opened to Psalm 128, I think it was. It was talking about like your household, like serving the Lord and your, I think it's the one about like your, is it your olive shoots around your table? (laughs) What is it that's like the reference for kids, but it's an analogy. I think it's olive shoots. I'm looking at you, pastor. Maybe it's the arrows. Arrows. <gasps> olive shoots? Okay, Maybe whatever. I'm going to go look too. up Psalm 128 again. But Maybe. I just remember again. I got the whole Bible memorized. <laughs> Listen, this is my expectation of you. Like, you know Good everything. Night. This is like every movie we're watching. I'm like, Aaron, what's happening? And he's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm watching, watching it with you. <laughs> Wait, why is that guy doing that thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just watch the movie. I don't know. Oh my word, yeah. So I read that scripture and again I was like, oh, this is not the direction my life is headed in to have this kind of household that like honors and loves the Lord. And so again, I felt like just a lot of confirmation in making that decision. But then again, I got swept back up into it a couple weeks later. So you go to England. Go to England. I get away from everything. And you're like, I don't want that guy no more. No, it took a long time. It took the full three weeks. That's three weeks. I know, That's not I that know. long. I remember sitting in that house and finally just taking some time to pray and I remember saying like God if I don't even leave this house this whole time and I just sit here read my bible eat food talk with the people I'm staying with and like that's all I needed I think I was just like so starving to spend that time with God because I knew deep down I was not making like right decisions and so I was kind of just avoiding that at the time um and so anyways this girl who was living at this house as well she was a student from Romania living with this family that I knew and her and I started becoming friends while I was staying there, but I didn't like open up to her right away and tell her my whole story. Um, but one night I was sitting in my room on Facebook and she was sitting there. We were both talking and I got a message from this guy who was a friend of Aaron's from, he was originally from Paris and he was living in Winnipeg. And he said, Hey, are you going to go see my sister while you're there? Like, are you going to go to Paris? I hadn't even thought about leaving the living room, let alone going to Paris. So I was like, Oh, um, I don't know. She, and he's like, you should go stay with her. You go visit my sister. So I said, Oh, that's crazy. 
And so I said to my friend, my new Romanian friend, oh, that's so crazy. He was thinking, like, he's suggesting I should go to Paris. And she said, oh, I would go if you'd go. And I was like, really? Would you? She's like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to go to Paris. And she had literally, like, two days off work, two and a half days or something. So we had 30 hours where we could go to Paris. So we did. So we got on this train. And the reason why this is important, a couple things. First of all, this friend, while I was in Paris, staying with his sister, he messages me and says, hey, it's Aaron's birthday the week after you get back. Can you go buy a present for him in Paris? Now listen, I'm like trying not to think about Aaron. I'm like trying to just figure out my other situation. I'm trying to forget Aaron in this moment. And now I'm shopping for him. <laughs> I just can't, <laughs> I can't escape this. Um, and then on the way over, um, the girl from Romania, Audrey, um, we were on a ferry boat ride for like several hours um, together. And I won't go into detail on this one, but I had just been having like, again, really vivid dreams. And I always look back at this and joke that like the Lord used dreams at this time in my life because I wasn't listening to anything when I was awake. No person that gave me godly, wise counsel or advice was I listening to. So I was like, this is the only time the Lord has to speak to me when I'm literally asleep um and so there were several times where I just had very vivid dreams while I was there anyways I get this message from someone from back home and it was very specifically about something that I had dreamt about and I said to her that is so strange and she said what and I said oh I just like had this dream and blah 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 this thing happened and she said to me in this very like thick Romanian accent she was like oh you don't joke with dreams and I was like what does that mean like I feel like there's some like what has happened to you I dream about being a spy all <laughs> so it's because you are one right dun, dun, dun. so anyways she says that to me I'm like okay what is going on with you what is tell me your life story so she finally and I finally open up and so she begins to tell me this like really long not really long but this like very deep um story about her life and there were so many similarities and parallels to what was going on in my life at home and I remember thinking but she was much further down the line she was much further yeah like four years yes so it had been about four months for me in this relationship and for her and her whole situation that was similar it had been four years and I remember sitting there thinking oh my goodness like it's only been four months like this I I don't want to be four years from now looking back and having this regret and like I need to change course and that so that was a that was a really defining moment for me um and then yeah there were so many things I mean just being in Paris like the city of love it's so romantic and I kept seeing all these the city of lights but is it oh the city of love is no angels is LA what's the city of love Paris also, I think, is the city of love. It's lights and but love. But it also rains more in Paris than it does in England, than London. Really? Did you know that? No, but maybe it's like this ro- like rainy romantic feeling. This you know, possible. there's a lot of romance in rain. I guess. I don't know. I think there is. <laughs> Throw in some Nora Jones and a good <laughs> rainy day. Anyways, so I'm there and I just kept thinking like, oh, I want to be here with Aaron. Like, that's who I want to be here with. You're just like, I couldn't get you out of my mind. Um, and so, yeah, there were so many moments that that just kind of brought that up. And so her and I go back again, I'm still being really stubborn though. I I had not reached like this, like definitive, um, point of like, yes, I'm going to go back and end this relationship. And so, yeah, I just kept kind of going back and forth on it. The last Sunday I was at a church, um, 
of the, the family that I was staying with and they had a guest speaker in from like New Zealand and he was doing a sermon on the Lord's Prayer but part way like before he even got started into his sermon I remember him saying like I just need to take a minute I just feel like I need to pray about something else or talk about something else and I don't remember everything he said I wish I could go and find it but I basically remember him resharing the gospel and I can't explain it. Like, it, I've, I've come back to this so many times, but it was like I heard it for the first time. Like, I grew up in a Christian home. I would have said I loved Jesus all throughout high school, but it was like I actually understood the gospel for the first time that, like, I am a sinner. I actually have rebelled against God. I actually have, like, I think God even used that other relationship to show me my own bitterness and cold-heartedness in a lot of ways, and I just like actually need Jesus. Not like this passive, like, oh yeah, 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 I need Jesus, of course I do. But it was like, I actually need him. Um, And so, yeah, I I never know if I should say that that's when I became a Christian or that's just kind of like when the Lord sanctified and grew me in in that moment of really understanding the gospel. Yeah, so... That was, that was a defining moment in another way. So anyways, I just, I came back home with such um, a peace and, and I knew I was just totally going to change the direction of everything, really. I was going to quit my job. I was going to end that relationship. And I did. All, like, immediately. I tried to, like, do it in person, but that didn't work out so well because he could kind of tell that I was distant. And so I ended up kind of ending it over text and then having a face-to-face conversation, which all sucked. But... At the same time, I had so much peace. And again, if you're somebody single listening to this, it's like so not worth it settling for what you know isn't right. It's not worth it when you have all these like red flags and gut feelings and you're unsure. Because marrying Aaron was like the easiest decision I ever made in my entire life. And I'm normally very indecisive. Like I don't even know what I want to eat at a restaurant. And Aaron is so sweet that he will like order the thing that I second most want and then we'll share two things. That's true. (laughs) That's how indecisive I am. Yeah, so anyways, but I came back and now he's dating, having coffee with my friend. So that was really hard where I was like, okay, I'm finally single now and now he's not. But then that didn't last very long. Yeah. And then we had like probably like seven or eight months where you were kind of like an an unofficial intern with our church working with the other two girls who were from the States that were interning with our church. Yeah. Because you like quit your job. So you're like driving around, driving them around, doing a bunch of stuff. like Just trying to fill And then time. they left They left to go back to the States. Yeah. And then you kind of by de facto became our yeah, unofficial intern. There's never a conversation. There's I just never kind of like kept doing the but things I, like, I, I was a single. Doing. I was like the only pastor at our church at that time. We were yeah. raising up another pastor, Phil, who was awesome. But he wasn't yet installed as a pastor. Yeah. And so it was just me. And you were like helping intern and then you kind of became like our girl intern that was helping shepherd a lot of our women. Yeah. So So if I ever had to go to an event, I would like call you and be like, hey, I need a girl that can go and just like connect with other women at this thing. However, sometimes I don't know if you phrased it as like, I need another girl as if it could be anyone. So this is where I had the confusing moments of like, See, ask. I know he needs like help with certain things, but is he asking me because he wants me specifically? Because he enjoys that, like I'm coming with you to whatever thing, or it, could any breathing female fill this role? So there was this, there was this and time I for would, me of confusion. I would meet you there. It's not like I'm picking. No, you, up you didn't and pick me up. No, that's true. Somewhere. That's true. It's not like a date or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then so that led actually you to have conversations with some of your best friends who were in yes. our church, 
who then had conversations with their boyfriends, who I was best friends with in our church. And then they asked me, there was this really great conversation that I had with two of my best friends where they said, hey, what's going on with you and Samantha? Like, are you got, are you trying to like date her without dating her? Or like, <laughs> or what's going on? And I said, no, man. Like, I wasn't thinking about dating Samantha at all. Because she, again, friend zone. Right, right, right. I got at this time, I'm like, banished. I'm not looking at dating anyone. I'd gone on a couple of dates with that other girl. And I was like, I'm just not dating anyone. I'm just, I'm just pastoring these folks. I'm not, not dating anyone. And, uh, and so I was like, no, man. And they said, well, you should have a conversation to clarify because <laughs> you've been very confusing to her on... Like, is this, is she coming to things because you like, like her and are secretly wanting her to be at things or because like, she's kind of taken over in this internship role, but it's not an official internship thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I should probably have that conversation. So we had this awkward. But I was about to go to the States. Yes. I was going for a wedding. Two of my best friends were getting married. I introduced them and they were getting married. And so I was leaving like, that was on a Sunday that we had this conversation. I was leaving on like Thursday. Yeah. And so I tried to like have a conversation with you that would be like, a, we're at the same place at the same time, not like an official, like, we need to have a conversation, <laughs> but like, uh, like I'm wearing the same thing and oh, like, hey, can we talk for a second? Let's talk for a second. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Right. There was specifically a bonfire. I was waiting for you to be there for like three hours and then you showed up like three as I'm hours. leaving and I'm like, well, that's not going to work. And yeah. so finally I was like, I need to have a conversation so before I leave me. town. Yes, yes. And I'm driving to his house for our small group, and he calls me on the way there. But I'm not staying for the small group. I'm leaving immediately. Oh, yeah. I forgot that part. But anyways. Yeah. But... So it's not like we could have talked that night. Sure. Right. And keep in mind, though, even though they, that you guys had that conversation, you did not know how I felt. No. It I wasn't thought, oh, like, she's oh, like Samantha's confused, really like, interested. Oh, man. Did I do something yeah. wrong? Because like, she thinks like... No, it's just I'm, like, I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. So he has no idea how I feel. So he Zero calls me idea. and he's like, hey, I just wanted to like clarify a couple things and just make sure that you if know. If I've done something wrong yeah, like I haven't or like been led you to, to be like confused. Or... Secretly date you without <clears throat> telling you. Like if I was pursuing you in any way, I would let you know. <laughs> this wouldn't be secretive. Also, you're like, I just haven't been in that headspace with anyone. Like you had a lot of other things going on at that time. Um, ministry wise and so you're like I just I haven't been in that headspace and you kept saying like don't get me wrong I think you're a great girl <laughs> you sounded like an you're 80 a great year old man <laughs> <laughs> but like I just haven't been in that headspace and I just was like on the other <clears throat> end like literally crushed of like okay he's not interested and trying to not let on that I was let down because again I could tell you didn't know how I felt because the friend oh, yeah, that, zero the idea. friend that I told didn't tell her boyfriend that I was like madly in love with you, ready to marry you at this point. Um, and so that was an awkward conversation that we had. And then he left for Texas to this and I, wedding. And he's gone for four days? Yeah, I think, I think like so, that. yeah. And a couple days later, he starts texting me. And you, again, you have to keep in mind, like, he's a single dude pastoring. He was not texting me or any other girl like in a chatty way. It was a very information-based texting. So I'm like, why is he all of a sudden texting me? Like we just had this define the relationship or just friends conversation and now you're like texting me asking how my day is going? Like what? Which is something I don't even do to my guy friends. (laughs) Like how's your day going, my friend? (laughs) It was very confusing. And so I'm like, what is going on? Um... And then a few days... And I saw a picture of oh, yeah, that's on right. Instagram. 
at a at a at a dinner with a, a bunch of girls, and you're sitting next to this guy, and I was like, who I was not there with. I was like, I was oh. like in this big group. I just happened to sit down next. But to... didn't you go on a date? No, that was somebody else. <clears throat> but during I... that week, was that during that week? No. Are you sure? I am. Oh, it was. Because you went on a like. It was not a date. <laughs> I think if we asked him, he'd probably say it was a day. I don't think it was. You it bought was... his ice cream, his gelato. Oh my goodness. Let's not go back there. That's a different conversation. That's a totally different conversation. Different day. Anyway, okay, I, so I'm in Texas. Yeah, okay. And as I'm there, I'm like talking to my friends, because they're younger than me, and I introduced them, and they're getting married. And I'm like talking to my buddy Joel, and I'm like, man, how did you know that you were ready to get married? Like, doesn't that scare you? And he said, well, like, she's my best friend. So it, nothing about this scares me. And I was like, what is this like? And we just had lots of conversations for those couple of days. And I started thinking to myself while I was there, like, man, I really love one day to get married. And I was like, who would I get married to? It's <laughs> such a funny question when you're not dating someone. And I was like, I think I'd want to get married to somebody like Samantha. She's awesome. And then I was like... I'm- She's single. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It could be Samantha. <laughs> Not someone like her. Just her. I this was know like her. the light bulb I moment. <laughs> and so She's a real human. I was like, oh man. And then I saw that she was like on Instagram with this other guy in this picture with all these other people sitting next to him. And I'm like, oh no. I have to move fast. I just had this conversation where like, I'm just your friend. And then she's like sitting next to this guy. Ah! And it was it was terrifying. I was I was terrified in Texas. Terrified I never heard you use that word. <laughs> terrified in Texas. Yeah. And so I messaged you that night, the yes. night of the oh, that, wedding. That was the night too that <clears> I remember. Yeah, the night of the wedding. Right. Because you were like, well, like I know girls at weddings are like, ooh, I need a Texas boy. Yeah, I knew he was at this wedding and he's texting me while at the wedding. And I'm like, yeah, girls get all like, oh, I'm going to get married one day and like emotional about it. And I'm like, did dudes get like that? Like, why is he talking to me right now? I didn't until you. And so, and I'm like, oh, I should, get, I should marry that girl. Yeah. And then, and I remember too, I think even the night before, you said good night to me. That was the worst thing. <laughs> I'm like, good night. Na- we're saying good night now? <laughs> What's happening? And so, anyways, you said to me, hey, I, could you think we could grab coffee when I get back? Because I just wanted, I know we had that conversation before I left. I just wanted to like, clarify a few oh so while i'm gone though i talked to my mom and dad about this i was at ikea and i told my mom in the cafe and i told my dad like downstairs my dad who's like six five like teared up and was like because they had already met me i think that would be great (laughs) listen to me they had already met me so they already loved me they already knew that you were i have the best and my mom was like i think that would be lovely so both my parents were like you should do that and so then i'm like texting her i'm like hey can we have coffee when i get back uh because like i know that i just said like I only want to be friends with you or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, we should talk again. But I did not read that text as anything had changed. I thought he just wanted to have the conversation all over again in person and clarify that we're just friends. And I wanted to be like, I got it. The message was sent clearly. But, you know, being the polite Canadian, I'm like, yeah, sure. What time works for you? And, yeah, we had coffee that next morning. Well, so I got back into town. It was your birthday party. Yeah, it was my. it was actually my birthday. And well, my birthday party, party. yeah. It was and then things, we yeah. met the next morning at a Starbucks over on uh, Corden Street, which none of you know if you don't live here, but <clears throat> it was a Starbucks, and it was near where you were working at the time. And so uh, I had like a 45-minute <laughs> thing. Sermon length. Planned of like, I need to say all of these things and just literally just put my heart out there 
and just lay everything on the line and just see like, where is this girl at? Because I don't even know if she likes me. I don't know. Like, I'm also friends with her dad. We've like watched cowboy games together and all these things. So I'm like, so not only yeah, am I like... Yeah, go over for dinner <clears throat> there when I wasn't there. Not only am I like <laughs> friends with your parents, but I'm also like your pastor. So many ways. And like, I'm like, oh, this is the awkwardest conversation I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> and so... So we had this conversation. I had this I just talked. And at the end yeah, of it... he literally was like, can I just <clears> get <throat> everything out I need to say and then you can reply? So I said, sure. And it was like literally 40 minutes. And so at the end of it, I was like, so what are your thoughts? And you had said so many things like... Oh, there's so You even talked about like, and like, if we date, I mean, you talked about marriage already and you're like painting the I bleakest did. picture. I did what you should like, never do. <laughs> I was probably trying to paint the most bleakest picture ever so that you would say no and be like, this guy's a loser you're and like, just like walk away. And then I'd be like, oh, We'll be church planting. Okay. We'll be in a foreign country where they won't speak your language. We're going to be just so poor. And it's going to be terrible. But, it's going to be the I worst. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? You want to have the worst with me? <laughs> and again, he had no idea. So I said... Oh. I said back. Do you remember what I said? Yes. You. So there's <laughs> silence, right? So I'm like, what are your thoughts on anything you would say? Mm-hmm. And your response was something like, you have no, you idea. Have no idea what I'm going to say right now. It was a question. I was like, you have no idea what I'm going to say. Like, I knew he didn't really know how I felt based on our previous conversation, but I didn't really know, like, that he had no clue, y'all, and she how left I this, felt. She left this. I just was soaking in the moment for seconds. I was like, that I felt like eight. <laughs> it like, had been. You don't know what I'm gonna say right how now. How long? It had been, I guess, like nine months of like waiting to tell you how I felt, waiting till we were both single. She said nothing. Waiting for you to make a move, and so like it was a lot of build up that I just couldn't believe I finally got to say how I feel so then after an eternity of you saying nothing (laughs) i said you came into my life at the worst time possible (laughs) (laughs) isn't that a funny thing to say it was such a funny thing that sounds like a phrase from a movie right i know i know the cheese level but but truly i was like of all the times like i hadn't been in that many serious dating relationships and so you came into my life right at the worst time possible that you could have come. Um, and I said that I had, like, given up on, you know, what I had been waiting for. Something like that. And I don't remember the rest other than we talked about, let's date then. <laughs> yeah, other than at the end of that, I left and I was like, knowing, like, that we were dating. But I also, at that moment, like, I hadn't talked to, like, your dad. Mm-hmm. I hadn't talked to, like, your mom, like, whatever. So, like, when we left that conversation, it was like, all right, I think that we're in, that we're going to start dating. And then you went to work, and then I was like, this is wonderful. Oh, man. Now we have to, like, tell people, and, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, it was, like, the weirdest kind of thing. Because, yeah. like, our church was, like, really small, and, like, we were all, like, in our early 20s. So it was, like, I don't know, it was strange. But, yeah, then we did. I had a conversation with your mom, and or with your dad, and then with your mom. Which, of course, my parents were just, like, waiting on the edge of their seat to yeah. find out what our coffee date was And then was we about. started dating. And then three weeks later, mm-hmm. I was going to a missions conference in Kansas. And my parents were living in Kansas. And so I was like, hey, do you want to go hang out with my parents for a couple of days while I'm at this conference? 
And you were like, yeah, sure. sure. And your I mean, parents were like, yeah, great. So we drove straight from Winnipeg all the way to Wichita. Yeah. You, we landed at my parents. And then you hung out there for a couple of days while I was gone. Yeah. And then I came back. And then we drove like, yeah, straight back up in one shot back to Winnipeg. And then we started, well, and, and on we, that trip, yeah, we read This Momentary Marriage by we John did. Piper. Yeah. Which was a, is a, still is a great great book yeah it's i awesome. suggest everybody to read through that book and and we talked about rings we looked at rings for the first we time we looked at <laughs> that's also when you said we hadn't said i love you yet oh yes right. and you said i lovingly like you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when that so then we would used to say i lovingly like you all the time before we ever said i love you yeah and it's so funny to think about. And then, uh, so that was in, so we started dating August the 25th. Yeah. So this was in the middle to end of September. And then at the end of November, on American Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, my favorite day. And it snowed that day, I snowed remember. that day. We had a big dinner. Huge, like, a, like probably all of our, I, I had planned that where all of our best friends were there. And I went around the table. I said, well, as an American, like, it's my job to go around the table and just tell that we have this tradition where everyone goes around and says, like, why are you thankful that every person is there? Oh, yeah, totally made this up. So I started, like, to my left and worked all the way around the table, like 16 people until I got to Samantha. And then I started talking about why I was really thankful that Samantha was there and in my life. And then I popped out a ring and said, will you marry me? And at this point, like, we had talked about it so much. I already had a dress. Already had a dress. Because he had said to me, okay, you know, we need kind of our timeline. We didn't want a long engagement. So he's like, what things do you need to like book and plan that take time? And I said, well, I need to look for a dress. I need to book a venue. And, and I said, you whatever. should get on that. Yeah, you're like, you should get on that. So I found a dress like the next day. Which was awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I already had a dress. I wasn't like surprised that you were going to yeah. ask, but, but I just I would was ask so you, taken I also would ask guard. you every day. Oh yeah, every day. Every day. day. We're, any, we're everywhere. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I forgot about hey, that. will you marry me? And you're like, Yes. You're like, are you asking me for real or are you just like pretending hey, to ask me? me? We're like Walmart. Hey, will you marry me? Hey, you want to marry me? Hey, and you I'd be like, me? stop asking stop until asking you're asking. So when he finally did, I said, are you serious? Like three times. Listen, I was, I was trying to so build up surprised. I was just so, I did not see it coming in that moment until you started to say your little speech and you were saying nice things about me. And then you said, and so, and I remember thinking like, and so, like, this is leading up to and something. Then, bam, and then all of a sudden I was like, rock. what? So I was, I was so rock, surprised. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. And then, yeah, we had a short engagement. Five months later, we got married. Eight months later, we moved to Montreal. Yeah. To church plant in Montreal. There for three years. Yeah. And we moved to Vancouver. Yeah. We're part of a church there. We yeah. go to church plant, and then we were part of an established church for a while. And then planted out of it. Thought there. we would stay there for forever, and yeah. then God totally changed our hearts totally on that. Did. Felt like we need to come back to Winnipeg, and then we did that. And here now we've we been here since 2020. And now we have three kids, and chickens, and a dog. And chickens we've and come dogs. full circle. And I'm pretty settled that 40 years. That's what I keep saying. 40 years? Yeah. What? That I want to be here 40 years. In Winnipeg? Yeah. You'd be married to me. I was I like, know, um, I want to be married to you till I'm I die. I'm going to be, that's too young. I'm so married to you till I die. Thank you. Which I think is longer than 40 years. Yeah, that's what I was, I was like, <laughs> what is 40 years? Well, You're in fact, die in, in fact, years. scientists say that 
that they think that there's one specimen that's going to live up to about 120. And I think I am that man. You know... That's Chris Traeger. That's Parks and Rec. <clears throat> that's Parks and Rec and Chris Traeger. Am I maybe the only person that will ever get all of your references perfectly? I love that about us. I think so. I'll always know them. And your song triggers and all your things. Yeah, that's true. So we've been with some very 10 years. What are your thoughts? Going back. Oh, at... and 420. So... <laughs> we, April 20th... Yo, we got married on 420. ...was not our original date. We were going to get married March 16th, and then Aaron's sister had another Which is wedding. like John 316? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never considered that until right now. And we got married on 420. And then... So we just redeemed Your sister had a wedding, so the next available date was April 20th. Nobody wanted it. And the place we were getting our wedding photos, like, done at, they sent me an email. We're like, hey, are you sure... You want to get your pictures done here? Because this is where hundreds of marijuana smokers will be gathering on our premises. And your dress will probably smell bad. And your dress. <clears throat> and I said, no, I would like to cancel. <laughs> I did not consider that. Um, but yeah. Hey, so we're 10 okay. years in. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give the young, engaged couple? Mm. Now that we're 10 years in. I know. We're now. like veterans. We're getting there. What would you, what would you tell... <clears throat> Someone give some advice. All right. Um, some things that we've always said that we've I think we've said for ten years now. This is the first thing that came to mind. Whenever we were talking, like having some sort of disagreement or argument or whatever you want to call it, we would always clarify, like, "Hey, this is a little thing. This may be a medium-sized thing, or this is kind of a big thing." Because I felt like we kind of could pinpoint that it was easy for one or both of us to feel maybe defensive in those conversations. Mm. And it's it's easier to feel less defensive. You're like, hey, this is a really tiny. Yeah, this is just a small thing. Yeah. So we've always like we've done that. I think fairly consistently, unless yeah. it's really obvious it's a small thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that would be something. Uh, communication, obviously, that's such a broad um, term, but like I think we those were ways that we both compromised, like. I was always very, like, newly married. I wanted, if you would tell me a time for something, I would be like, you told me you're going to be home at 3 o'clock. I'd be like, okay, you mean 3 o'clock. Like, you don't mean 310, 315, 330. was like, whoa, you're so late. And so... I had to chill out a bit on that. But you also learned to communicate and giving me a heads up on things. Like if you're going to be later at something than you thought. And so we both kind of learned, I think, to compromise and come in the middle on that. Um, those are two things that I think of right away. You, you've also said before, like keeping your list of, what did you call it? Your list of things really short. That, like, that you don't that, talk about. Right. Yeah, because I think there's so many ways you can become bitter about things if you let them fester and you don't talk. So you don't carry things over into the next, I'd say the next week, because we used to say that um, one thing of advice we got was like, it's okay to go to bed when you're still a bit upset. Because if you try to have a rational argument and now you're both so tired and it's 11 p.m. and you both just need sleep, you can like affirm each other of like, hey, I love you. I'm on your side, but I think we just need to both go to bed and revisit this in the morning. Yeah. And usually it would be, it would seem a lot smaller, whatever it was, by the morning. Um, Definitely. But yeah, trying to like figure and work things out when you're tired is never a good idea. Yeah, so we have like this thing where we don't, if there's something that we need to talk about, we don't talk about it after 10 p.m. Yeah. That's like our cutoff. If we still are disagreeing about something after 10 p.m., we're like, hey, I love you. Um, we can figure this out in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. just reaffirm love. 
And then and then try to like, yeah, just go to bed. Yeah. And then process through things in the morning or later on. But we have times where we we do that. We're just like yeah. we're we're gonna talk about this the next day at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Date nights. We've always prioritized that. Even in like cities where we didn't have a lot of childcare, but that would just look like even staying at home even if you didn't have a sitter and like just being intentional yeah anything else mm. kiss one another often <laughs> I'll never forget what someone wrote on one of our marriage advice cards what what they say they said fight naked what <laughs> I don't think you can say that on this podcast. I can cut it out, but it's so funny. Somebody wrote That's that. That's hilarious. They did. I think they just thought like you'd stop arguing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's your podcast. I don't know. <laughs> and with that, we'll probably end up wrapping up this episode. That was a little TMI from the advice from whoever that was on our marriage card for our wedding. If that was you, by the way, you should reach out <laughs> and tell us why you said that. It's not bad advice. <laughs> People do give really funny advice when they you're getting married, though. They say weird things. They do. Same with baby shower advice, but... It's part of the joys. Yeah. Well, anything else as we're wrapping up this episode and celebrating 10 years oh, together? Man, it's just been the best. It's just been the best. I'm glad I married you. I'm very glad I married you. It's the you. best decision I've ever made. Yeah. I would just say, like, maybe people don't do this or do do this, but, what? like, every single day you tell me, more than once a day, but for sure once a day, you tell me you love me and that I'm your best friend. Like, every single day. Which is just so sweet. Those are both very true things. Yeah, I just really appreciate that. Hmm. Yeah. So there you have it. For everyone that told me you didn't know my story about how I met my husband, and I talked more about Milo Ventimiglia. You have no longer say that because this episode was how long? I don't know, long. Very long. So I've definitely spent more time talking about this, which is great. All right, well, maybe I should have you back another time talk about something else. Sure. I know I kind of just like talking with you. I like talking <laughs> with you. All right. Maybe we'll talk about being an American living in Canada. Oh, maybe we will do that. I think we should. Because, you know. I'm an American. Well, I'm now a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Proudly Canadian. Yep. You but, are now a Canadian citizen. But I also am an immigrant. Yeah. And I see the world through the lens of immigrants. Mm, have to bring someone else on with us. Let's do. All right. This is all we got for today. Bye, everybody. Bye.